do the Torah and tea as we usually do on the Parsha. So we're basing it on Lakutus Sichas in volume 15, the first and the second Sicha of the Parsha Vayetze. Now, it's a little bit of a uh, philosophical Sicha, but I try to bring out something, a lesson and something that we can learn in our lives from the Sicha. So, first I want to point your attention. I wish this didn't jump around. That would be nice. Uh, first I want to bring to your attention a verse in this week's Parsha. Now, you may have heard there's a song that in Chabad became very popular. I don't know why this keeps on jumping around. But it became very popular. It's called the song of Faratsta. Ufaratsta, 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 Ufaratsta. It's the words here. Yama Vakedma, Tsafona Vanegba. Ufaratsta, Yama Vakedma. Ufaratsta, Tsafona Vanegba. Ufaratsta means you shall burst out. Yama means towards the sea. The sea was the west of Eretz Yisrael. Burst out towards the sea, towards the west. Vakedma means the front, that is the east. When you're staying, you're facing east. East is the front, and the west is the ocean. Tsafoina means north. Vanegba means south. You will burst out. God says to him, Vahoyo zaracha, and your seed will be. That's the promise. That's when Abram has the dream. He's going out of his home. He's running away from Jake, from Esau. On the way, he spends 14 years in yeshiva. And then he goes and he sleeps at a place the sun sets. He sleeps exactly on the Temple Mount, on the place where the Beis Hamidosh is going to be built later on, exactly there. And Hashem promises him, your seed will be like the sand of the earth, and you will burst out. Ufaratsta. And the verse continues. And people will bless. All families of the world will bless and say, Oh, what a beautiful people the Jewish people are, and in their seed. I don't know, I got an email just today. A guy sends me an email. He says, I'm not Jewish, but I know that the Jewish religion and the Jewish traditions are the most special ones. He says, can I come? I want to join. No, I'm just saying. Not important, but that means that all the nations of the world will uh, bless it. They say, we know the Jewish people, they have something special. They are people that are close to Hashem. But there's a very powerful blessing over here. God says to him, you shall burst out. Burst out means in an unlimited way. Burst out to the west, to the east, to the north, to the side. In other words, no boundaries. Burst out. This was the Rebbe's motto. Chabad should not stay in Crown Heights, not stay in the 
four cubits, but spread out. Actually, <laughs> you know, people who do gematria, that's the miracle value, will tell you. Let's, let's see if we can figure it out. The Fey is 80. Okay? Rage is 200, 280, right? Tzaddik is 90, 280, and 90 is 370. 370. 370. 370. And 400, what does this come to? 770. Oh, 770. <laughs> 770, that's the number of Lubavitch World Headquarters. Everybody knows 770 because that was the Rebbe's motto that Ufaratsta, that you shall, U means end, but Faratsta means burst out. And you shall burst out. Yoma Vakedma, Bitsafoina, Vanegma, Vinibrachokomishma Rebbe says we gotta spread out, we gotta burst out, we gotta go and reach in the furthest corners of the world, not only physically, geographically, but actually in the furthest places where people may find themselves, as you know, the Baal Shem Tov used to say, the verse says, those that are lost in the land of Assyria, then those have been pushed away in the land of Egypt. They will come back. Those that have been lost in the land of Assyria and those that have been pushed away to the land of Egypt. The Rebbe says the word Ashur, the Baal Shem Tov actually says this. And Mitzrayim, Ashur comes from the Lushan, from the language good fortune. He says, some people get lost because of their good fortune. They are too busy to think about Hashem, to think about their soul, to think about spirituality. Things are going well for them. They are lost in a world of Ashur, in a world of good fortune. They think they have it all, and they're don't have the time or they don't have the thing of them. And then you have Mitzrayim, Egypt, people who are been pushed away because of the troubles. Like in Egypt, means Mitzrayim, their limitations, the struggles and the challenges and the difficulties. So they've been pushed away from Yiddishkeit. So they are in the far corners. One is to the east, one is all the way successful, beyond success, and they're lost because of their success. The other ones have been pushed away because of their troubles. They are suffering, and therefore they're also don't, not able to, or are lost, are pushed away. So the Rebbe says, We go to the top, we go to the bottom, we go all the ways, from the top to the bottom. Like the ladder of Yaakov. It's a ladder that stands on the ground, and it goes all the ways up to the heavens. That means that from the ground, from the lowest levels, you can start going up those steps. That ladder connects us going up from the bottom and going up from the top. 
and also bringing down Hashem from the top down to the bottom to us. But in any event, this is a very powerful and very special blessing that Yaakov earned. That Hashem told him that you will get a limitless, you will get an infinite, you're going to get an inheritance which has no boundaries because you're going to be your faratsta, you're going to burst out. And then comes the verse by Avraham. Avraham and Yitzchak, they did not get such a powerful. What does it say by Avraham? By Avraham, Hashem tells Avraham, He says, go ahead, stroll in the land, le'arko le'rochbo. Hashem tells him, go to the land, to the with, kilecho etineno. I'll give it to you. Hashem gave him a limited. He told him, take a walk. Walk through the entire land of Israel. Go to the width and go to the length. I'll give it to you. But what did Hashem give him? He gave him a limited. He gave him, he gave him a limited level. He gave him. He gave him the width and the length. But he didn't give him a farat star. He didn't give him burst out to the east and the west, that he didn't give him. Same thing is by Yitzchak. We find over there Hashem tells him, to you and your seed, I'm going to give all these lands. Limited. These lands are going to give to you. But to Yaakov, Hashem said, no limits. Uferatsta. You're going to get beyond. No limitation. You're going to get burst out to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south and all the nations of the world will bless by you. Why did Yaakov earn such a special blessing, more than the other fathers? What was Yaakov special? So we find in the Gemara, the Gemara says that Yaakov, we find a verse that tells us that Yaakov kept Shabbat. Now, of course you're going to ask, what does it mean Yaakov kept Shabbat? The Torah wasn't even given yet. But we know from many other places, we know, we know from many other places, that all the forefathers kept all the mitzvahs. We say even mitzvahs that are from rabbinic origin. They didn't have to. They didn't, they weren't obligated, but they, being the forefathers of the Jewish people, they sort of on their own observed and fulfilled all the mitzvahs. But where do we find, by whom do we find specifically that they kept, that the Shabbat, they kept the Shabbat? We found it by Yaakov. Because after we learn the whole story of the encounter, this is going to be in next week's Parsha, in Vayishlach, after the encounter with Esau, and he sends in the gift, and he goes through, and you know they hug each other, and they make up, at least for the time being. So there it says, Yaakov comes, Sholem, he came home, to the city of Shechem, that is in the land of Canaan, 
he's going back home to his father, to the land of Canaan. After all these years, 20 years, he was in the house of Lavan. And then another two years, he spent on the road, getting back home. Then it says in the verse, Vayichan es Pnei Ha'ir. He camped in the face of the city. He didn't go into the city. Why didn't he go into the city? Why did he camp on the face of this city? So, Rashi says, it Erev Shabbat Haya. It was before Shabbos. He came, you know, I just read, they made in Russia, they just made a professional TV, uh, they have a TV series, they put that they have depicting about many years ago, the chief rabbi of Russia, Rabbi Beryl Azar, uh, he once had to attend a meeting where the Putin, the, the, uh, the president, invited him to participate. And the plane was delayed, so he landed in the airport in Moscow, right by Shabbos. And he refused to... So he, worked, he walked like three hours in the snow till he got home for Shabbos. And so they made now, they're so impressed with it, they made a professional you know, show out of this incident over there. So, but there is something about a Tchum Shabbos, which means if you're not in a city, you're outside of the city, you can't walk into the city on Shabbos. So Rashi explains why did he rest as Ha'ir? Why didn't he go into the city? You're there already. You want to see your dad. You haven't seen him for more than 20 years. 22 years you haven't seen him. You want to see him already. You're finally there. No, he's resting as Pneir. Rashi says, Erev Shabbos Hoya. It was the eve of Shabbat. So he couldn't make it into the city because he rested over there. He had to rest and wait till Shabbat comes. So while all the forefathers observed the mitzvahs of Shabbat as well, but we find it specifically by Yaakov. Why Yaakov? So, see, the resting on Shabbos, there's a G missing in my letter. The resting on Shabbos is different than all other mitzvahs that we do. Because the mitzvah of resting is not to do. When you do a mitzvah, when you light the Shabbos candles, say, so you can do it with intentions, with emotion. Everybody does a little bit different. People that are simple just do the lighting of the candle, which is the most important. People who have a, a spiritual, inclined spiritually, may feel the beauty of the Shabbat, may feel the uh, light of the candles. It may bring them up to a higher level or spiritual level. So there could be differences. Every time we do a mitzvah, it depends how much we invest in it, how much we think about it, how much we accomplish it. Everybody is a different level. Because we do, we do things differently. But when you rest, rest means not to do. We're all resting the same way. There is no difference between one person resting and the other person resting. 
right now we're resting. Resting is not doing. Yes, someone can be resting from doing physical labor. Somebody can be resting from teaching. Somebody can be resting from building the base Hamikdash. Okay, that's what you're resting from. But the actual resting is the same. Because resting is a non-act. Resting is to not to do. So therefore, all of us are equal. What it really means that there are certain parts of the person uh, which is soul, which we could be different from one another. But then there is a part in our soul in which we are all equal, we're all the same. In that place of our neshama, which is called the yichida, the essence of our soul, we're all the same. Shabbat is the time when we have a connection, when the depth and the inner of our soul comes to play. Everybody's interesting. I want to read for you a small prayer we do on Shabbat. We do Shabbat and Mincha. I want to translate it for you. We say like this. This is the prayer on Shabbat, Mincha, and the Amidah. We say, Ata echad v'shimcha echad. You are one, your name is one. Umi ke'amcha Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz. Who is like you? Israel. One nation in the land. Tiferet gedula. A beauty of greatness. Ateres Yeshua, a crown of salvation. Yom menucha u'gedusha. A day of rest and holiness. You gave to your people. Abraham Yagel, Abraham rejoices. Yitzchak Yiramein will sing. Yaakov Vonov Yanuchavoy. Yaakov and his sons will rest in it. Menuchas Ahava Unedava, a resting of love and benevolence. Menuchas Emes a resting of truth and belief. Menuchas Sholemeb, a resting of peace, Vishalva and quiet, Vahashkeid Vavetach, secure, tranquil. Menuchas Shleimo Shatarezabo, this is a complete resting that you want it. Yakiru Banecho, your children will recognize Vyedu. And what are they going to know? Ki Meitcha Hi Menuchasam. These are the words that the Mitla Rebbe, whose Yom HaGeula is coming up this uh, couple of days. Today is the 5th. His Kislev, his is the 10th. So in a Maimer he says, he translates, he makes a note, Me'itcho, from you, Himenuchosom, comes the resting. The resting that we rest on Shabbat comes from you. You know, sometimes we can say, from Hashem comes the resting. From Elohim comes the resting. But here the verse says, Ki me'itcha. Me'itcha means from you, from Hashem Himself, comes the resting. Because this is 
from Hashem Himself. For their rest, for the Shabbat, people will sanctify God's name, which means that people give up so much in order to be able to rest on Shabbat that they sanctify their name of Hashem in order to do this resting place. The point that the Rebbe brings here is that resting on Shabbat is a gift that it attaches to the essence of your soul. The soul of a Jew gets into a very, very high place. It's a gift from the highest places, from Meitcha, from Hashem Himself, and it touches the essence of the soul of a Jew. And therefore, there's no difference, because in the essence of our soul, we are all equal, we're all the same. Yaakov has a special connection. Yaakov being the third one of the forefathers and being the level of Tiferet, the level of beauty, because Yaakov combines himself the Abraham and Yitzchak, Chesed and Gevura, the combination, the beauty comes from the colorful, not just standing in one situation, but in the temple they had three walls, so the walls had three bars running across. The top and the bottom represent Abraham and Yitzchak. They went one wall at a time. But the middle one representing Yaakov, who was the middle one in between Abraham and Yitzchak because he included them both, his bar went around and around because the level of Yaakov, the characteristic of Tiferes, known in the Kabbalah, which is also the characteristic of truth, because it's not one, it is a combination, it includes everything, it doesn't object to anything. So therefore, that level of Yaakov, that level of Yaakov goes up to the highest of levels and is able to tap into that special menucha. The Rebbe connects this, that's why it is specifically by Yaakov that we have these tremendous blessings of Ufaratsto Yom of the limitless. Because Yaakov, when we serve God, with also with that Yaakov, with that beauty that we have in ourselves, and especially as it associates with the Shabbos, we have that special ability to reach into very high places to connect our souls with HaKadosh Baruch, with Hashem, and we get to the level of Ufaratsta. That's one thought, there's a lot more in that Sikha, but I, like I said, one thought of the Sikha uh, that the Rebbe discussed. I will do the second Sikha a little bit, uh, which uh, also is a little bit along the same, same lines, but over here, again, we find a, another difference between, but this talks about a Pasuk, I wish we can we can discuss this idea like three classes itself. I mean, we go through very quickly because it talks about a pasuk that we are very familiar. We say it all the time in the davening and we say it many times. Ki mitzion Torah Ki mitzion Torah Udvar Hashem Mirushalayim All right, 
So here, we have it like this. Interesting. So he's sleeping over there in that place we talked about before. And what does he say? Right? He says, Vayira. He was afraid. Vayomar, he says, How awesome is this place? This is the house of Hashem. This is the Beit HaMikdash. This is the holy place. This is the gate to the heavens because the Beit HaMikdash, the spiritual in the heavens, is aligned with the Beit HaMikdash Shalomata. So this is the Beit HaLakim, the prayers go through the Beit HaLakim, they go up to the heavens. This is the gate of the heavens. It's interesting that Yaakov refers to the house that he was as a house, as a Beit Elohim. You know, by Abram it says mountain. By Yitzchak he calls it field. They were all at the same place. When Abram came to sacrifice his son Yitzchak, he came to the mountain. It doesn't say house over there. It just says he came to the mountain. When Yitzchak went to pray, when he meets up with Rebekah, when Eliezer brings back, he says he went to pray in the field. That was also, he prayed at that same spot. Now when Yaakov comes back, he calls it Beit Elohim. Because the three forefathers represent the three Beis HaMikdash. The first, the second, and the third permanent Beis HaMikdash, which will be built through Mashiach. So that's why they're called a mountain, they're called a field, they're not permanent. But Yaakov, representing the third Beis HaMikdash, he calls it Beit HaLikim. There's a very powerful verse in Yeshaya Hanavi. This is the verse of Kimitzion Teitzit Torah. We only say the end part over here. But really, it has a whole beginning. The beginning starts, V'holchu amim rabim. And there will be many nations will go. V'omru, and they will say, all the nations of the world, they'll go, or many nations of the world will go. They say, L'chu v'nale el har Hashem. Let's go. Let's go up to the mountain of Hashem. Now what do they say? Listen carefully what they say. El Beit, to the house of Elikei Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. They're not saying El Beit Elikei Avraham, not Elikei Yitzchak. They're saying Beit Elikei Yaakov, the house of Yaakov. Because it's Yaakov that called the Debais. Because of course in Yeshayahu we're talking about the prophecy for the future, the third base Samikdash. All the nations of the world will say, let us go up and let us go up to the house of the God of Yaakov. What do they say? What do they want to go there for? Let him teach us from his ways. And let us go in his pathway. They say, we want to learn. We want to understand. We want to have a logical familiarity. Let him teach us his ways. And also, we want to go in, the, in his ways. So what does it mean? We're not talking about the nations of the world 
are all going to come to convert. But the Jewish people have a responsibility for the entire world to make sure that the world is a place where everybody can live in peace, in prosperity, with respect. So we have to also see to it to teach and to have the nations of the world learn and follow the ways that Hashem has set up of the seven Noahide laws to also be inspired by it and to follow it. Because Kimetzion from Zion takes it to Teaching comes from Zion, from Tzion, which means it's not only we Torah needs to go out. Teitzay, we need to inspire the whole world, not just to be closed in in Zion for the Jewish people, but also to see to it that from Tzion the Torah will go out and expand to the entire world. Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, and the word of Hashem from Jerusalem. Because here too, Torah is teaching. Teaching is like teaching us, teaching us Torah, give us the ideas. Dvar Hashem is mostly referenced in the Gemara as the law, the, the actual ruling. So these are the two levels of teaching us the ideas of Torah, of the seven mitzvahs, and going in its ways, because from Tzion comes both the Torah and the Varashem Yerushalayim. Rebbe goes through in a big explanation, explaining why we call Zion and why we call it Jerusalem. Zion is called because it says, Zion means a marker. When a, a marker like on a grave is called a Tzion. Tzion the Nefesh Chaya, it's a marker, it's called a marker. A marker means that the marker represents There's somebody buried over here. The marker represents a level when the Jewish people are in Zion, they reach a level that they are sort of markers for Hashem. They represent greatness. But Yerushalayim is even a higher level. Yerushalayim, the Talmud says, means it represents the wholesome awe and fear of Hashem. That is a fuller subjugation. I know I'm throwing in a lot of Fancy words over here that the Rebbe discusses, kind of hard to go into all the details. The bottom line is what we learn from here is that it's our responsibility to inspire ourselves, inspire our families, inspire our communities, but also to inspire all human beings in the world that they should all. I mean, of course, now it's a big job. Over there, they're going to come. They're going to all go. And they're going to say that it's from Tzion comes Torah. Right now, we have to behave in a way that promotes respect for Torah, for Hashem, for Zion and Yerushalayim. And we have to also teach in a gentle way, or the Rambam says actually, to push people to do what they're supposed to do to make it a world in where there is justice and where there is peace and there is goodness and there is kindness in 
you know, today, Baruch Hashem, we see a lot of people are championing doing good deeds and being uh, considerate and inclusion and, you know, all kinds of slogans and uh, lives matter, all kinds of lives matter, etc., etc. But everything comes from the Torah because while people are just coming up now or in years to ideas or they have some liberal ideas, but all of the ideas of justice and peace these are all ideas of the Torah. We have this, our inheritance. thing is, we have to teach the world. And then, Hashem will help us that we'll actually be able to have Tzion and Yishlein back to its glory with the coming of Mashiach, who will teach the entire world. And then we will be by the base, Elikei Yaakov, the house of Elikei Yaakov, and we hope that we'll marry this very soon in our days.